Aloha. Ohana. Welcome to the Ronahana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, Buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronahana Podcast. Say what? What? Welcome, everyone, to episode 33 of the Run Ohana podcast. This is a Larry Bird episode, and fittingly so, because we're going to talk about some Boston Marathon. Who ran that? Who did run that? It's me. Yes, yes. So uh, this will be a Boston race recap from a runner perspective, but also because Donna and Brittany joined me in Boston this past weekend, we'll get it from a spectator perspective as well. So, but first, guess what? Someone's having a birthday. Oh, I did it, Minnie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you and many more. Happy birthday! Have fun, pal. Oh, Kenny! Happy birthday, Kenny! Happy birthday, Kenny! Yeah, those are funny. That was good. That was good. That was good. Well, oh, happy yeah. birthday, pal. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. Just getting older and older. I know aren't, the feeling. Aren't we all? Enjoy your youth, people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Chat Boston Marathon. It's hard to believe we're back. We've been waiting for it for such a long time, and now it was over it in an instant. So and yeah. now it's gone. And Oi, but what a weekend it was. Yeah, tell me about it because it, like it's, this thing, I feel like in our conversation here and previous podcast and whatever, it feels like this whole thing has kind of been on my agenda for a few years now to the <laughs> point that, holy cats, it's already come and gone and what's next? So right. anyway... Well, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you all for joining. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where should we even start? I don't even know. Where to start. I, yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. I mean, well, it started by thank God uh, we made some great airline choices yes. at the last minute, right? True. True. The cats. Yeah. How about how about let's start where it drove you to actually want to run this race? Where did that? No, let's con- not start concept? there. Let's not start oh, there. Yeah. Let's start with the airlines and then and then we can work backwards. Maybe discuss that. So the airlines. What what was the big like I know I had my schedule and I deal with some travel agent stuff, so I had an idea that there were already some shenanigans, if you will, going on with airlines and trying to consolidate flights and whatnot. So having some clients that were shuffling their flights all around, one minute's booked, the next minute they're flying out two hours later or earlier, and one minute they got a nonstop, the next minute they have two stops. So I didn't want to deal with all of that, and I didn't want to deal with the chance that something like that would happen and come up and wipe out my race experience. So 
I was like, I'm going to err on the safe side and fly in a little bit sooner. If it gets canceled, I got a little bit of flexibility, leeway. a little bit of leeway. What was your flight choices you guys made? Um, I had originally been flying in Saturday night, but then as soon as my schedule changed, I was able to change it to early, early Saturday morning. And then Brittany was able to spend a little time up in my area for work right before it. So she was able to switch to my flight, which actually worked out perfectly because um, we, Brian flew in Friday night. We flew in early Saturday morning. We were able to grab him as soon as we got in and started off with a bang of a breakfast. Introduced me to, we went to a, cute a little diner. diner. Yeah. A little yeah. airport diner. That was nice. Yeah. It was cute. I'm not going to lie. I, I, when we pulled up to that diner, I was kind of like, what are we about to digest <laughs> here? <man>. Because, <laughs> uh, but it worked out. The pancakes, strawberries on top were delicious, hit the spot. And it was, it was a fabulous way to start the, start the weekend. So yeah, this, these days, honestly, I mean, pretty, I don't know, some of it is kind of mundane, but, and it flew by so fast, you know, just yeah. because, I mean, because right after breakfast, we went uh, downtown Boston, uh, parked, started doing uh, some of the expo stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was right, kind of, right. it was a little bit unusual, because it was like, I, I, well, they had that fan fest thing going on, so that was, that was kind of fun, it just was different than an expo, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of that was all of the race merch. yeah. I don't it was, know. It, it kind was, of threw me a little bit, but it, it did it me good. as it did me as well. I mean, you, you you see the pamphlet. Oh, we're gonna have a fan fest. We've got the expo. We got this, and so once you get down into the uh, the heart of the uh, race uh, expo and all of that going on, it just we kind of had to take a, a moment to figure out where, where we were at, what yeah. our directions were, kind of get a little sense of the, the layout. Um, and I think that took took me longer than what I anticipated but uh the fan fest was outdoors it was in a park area it was kind of kind of neat they had some official merch there um that's also where the vaccine verification and the covid testing were happening and there was just some other uh fun fan fest. A stage yeah they had speakers to be up there and- yeah they had some a stage some guests some runners meb was up there at one point uh some of the runners for monday's race were up there doing interviews and whatnot so it was a great way to get spectators and runners alike um kind of pumped up for the weekend so. Well, and it was, I mean, as soon as you enter the city, the whole place is just blue and yellow. There's signs everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's flags everywhere. There's, I mean, you could feel it as soon as you got there. That and was kind of cool. I think before we found anything, we found the finish line. Yeah. And that, that was one of the first things we so saw. so cool to see yep. and then turn around and see it all. Uh, really I huge. Think Donna cried. <laughs> I didn't cry yet. I didn't cry yet. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was the big scaffolding that they had right at the finish line that was bigger than I've ever seen at any race. Yeah. So you just know it was big, you it was know, it was just, big deal. yep. Yep. So we, uh, we, we puddled around the fan fest for a little bit, which was cool. Um, I said, just trying to really get our a sense of this, the city and how everything was laid out. We walked learn past how to play cups, learn yeah, how to play cups. cups. Uh-huh. Yep. Donna won that because Brittany and I were terrible. Um, nope. <laughs> Uh, we got took some pictures. 
Yeah, and I went through, went through the vaccine process, and and that's kind of a little different, a little different than other races. I think Chicago did an exact same process, and probably all the marathon majors are probably following suit because I noticed the Chicago runners had the same band uh, that I was given. Obviously, it was uh, custom for the Chicago race, but um, if you were vaccinated, you had to show proof of vaccination, and they give you this little band. Uh, it was a very comfortable band to wear, uh, but it had a little clasp on it that you could tighten, but you couldn't loosen. So there was no way of taking this thing off. And if you did not have that band on, um, you could not pick up your bib at the expo and you would not get on the bus or even get to the area of Boston Commons where you could join on the buses uh, to get to your race. So the band was very important. It was like gold. You did not want to lose that band. So, uh, but the vaccine verification process was pretty quick. I think my, you kind of scheduled your appointment and then in and out, yeah, yeah, in and out real quick. Um, so, but we went to the fan fest and then, uh, scooted down past the finish line, checked that area out and then headed over to the expo on Saturday afternoon and, um, initial reactions of the expo. Um, again, walking in, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, you were able to sign that wall and they had some cheering things that we were able to grab, like just some things that you would hold that also had on the back of them, the whole line of, um, the train and commuter rail. Yeah. So that was kind of helpful. We, we used that a lot. Um, and, and then we walked in and it was more of the same, um, Merch. You know, race merch. The official merchandise. The but official it, race merch. So it was on we're a looking scale. at that. Yeah, it was on a scale that like I don't I don't even think a run Disney race could compare to that size, right? I mean that was that was huge. And there was I feel like Shamrock can compare to that as far as just official race merch. Yeah. A lot in. to choose from. It's a lot, yeah. And they had guys on one side, girls on the other. Yeah. Um and that was that was a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of official merch. So I spent some time there. I spent uh, a bit of money and then later went back and spent a lot more money. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was kind of hard not to. There's a lot of really cool gear. And, you know, it's just it's one of those it's like, okay. It's Boston. Yeah, it's right? Boston. It's the first in person. So it's just yeah. kind of, it's kind of counting as my first. And, you know, it's just like, okay, buy up all the merch. Maybe second, okay. third, I won't buy as much. But uh, yeah, buy a lot up. And then... Brittany, you were looking for some UFOs, so we were like, let's head to the rest of the exhibitors, and ta-da! Not a heck of a whole lot there. <laughs> was it? There no. was Sam Adams, right? There's Sam Adams. And that was it. Yeah. It, I mean, I that was almost it. it. You know? I mean, they did marathon tours. Marathon tour. It was, well, we determined it was basically the race sponsors, right? Yeah, the big major race sponsors. It was yeah. Morton, uh, which is the uh, this year the official nutrition for the race. And then Gatorade Endurance was there. Sam Adams. Uh, Abbott, because it's a world marathon major, was there. Marathon Photo was there. Uh, marathon Travel. Shout out to Marathon Travel, because that is how I booked my room for uh, for Boston Marathon. And um, they did a great job good rates for some hotel rooms that were right there in central and uh yeah very pleased with that experience so uh, if anyone is looking to book for a world marathon major or another race that marathon travel host 
I would highly encourage uh, checking them out. Um, and then there was some metal display company. Uh, you see them at all the other races or something similar where they can like uh, frame your metal in your bib or, you know, do something like that. So that was but essentially, there was no other merchandise. Yeah, there was I mean, no other those, merchandise. Those places were there to kind of say, hey, he were, here we are. But with the exception of buying a beer at Sam Adams, there was like nothing. Yeah. Nothing the, to purchase. The, the Morton stand, you could buy a race kit that would include uh, some of the uh, gel packs that they had, you know, for like 18 bucks. You could buy this whole kit that had it. But I had already brought mine, so there's no need to purchase anything else. Uh, Gatorade, you could sample the Gatorade, but I don't think you could actually buy any Gatorade. The Marathon Photo, they had like a little photo thing that we ended up doing, taking a, a free picture. <laughs> you laugh because it ended up turning out to be a just a, a very... <laughs> so great. Very it's going to have to be posted. It's gonna have to be posted. A very horrible point. picture on my end, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was a great picture it's on great. your end. <laughs> uh, it looks like you guys are holding me upright whenever we jumped in for the group there. But uh, it's but, my fault, everybody. But it was perfect. <laughs> you, oh, it's great. You could pre-order your race photos there, which I ended up doing. And having received my photos or the, what they've processed so far, I'm quite pleased I actually purchased it. This is the first time I've ever purchased. Uh, a race pre-race photo package for marathon photo. And, uh, yeah. So right now I think I'm up to 46 photos now and there's, nice. there's enough good ones in there that, that makes me think it was worth it. So, uh, but the other ones you really couldn't do anything with you. Like you said, yeah. you could buy a little, uh, Sam Adams beer there, but yeah. and they had a photo thing Whoa. too, but really that was it. Yeah. Isn't that where we got the, the bottle, the bottle opener and the oh, bottle yeah. opener, which, the bottle opener is cool. I can't wait for Kenny to see it. Um, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. They had the uh, Sam Adams booth there and then they had a, they had a big kind of like um, structure set up where they were actually selling mm -hmm. and you get the photo op, but yeah, it was pretty light. And I mm -hmm. talked to uh, Gregory Ryan who ran Chicago and asked him about the Chicago expo because I have a feeling this was, COVID related. COVID related, yeah. Because this expo has been bit. I mean, it's been bigger in the past. So I was just kind of curious how Chicago handled it. Has it has to have been, right? This is yeah. Boston. Like, this cannot be all there is. Right. Well, and yeah. I told my neighbor, texted me when we were there, and she's like, Are you running this weekend? I said, No, I'm just here to cheer on a friend. And she goes, Oh my gosh, you're going to have so much fun at the expo. And I was like, mm, Okay. So uh, her husband has run it like four or five times. And, um, it, it had to have been different. Yeah. yeah. Gregory I, I said, think you'll see something different next time. Now, Greg said that the Chicago uh, Marathon Expo was seemed to be pretty normal. So hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a difference uh, in cities and what they had to do to put on. I'm not sure. Yeah. I wonder if it had anything to do with the time of year it is or... You know, just because everything was so different. That could Who be knows? too. Some of these, some of these companies could have already been booked for other right. expos, and right. That's a, that's a good point. This yeah. is a completely different time of year, where Chicago is is pretty much the same time of year they always have it. Yeah. So. so, and with every all the other marathons, like everything's happening in these couple of weeks and months right, so right. who knows yeah so, but still it's boston i would agree but if they were late in determining that date up. compared to everybody else i don't know it's maybe they just didn't want to deal with the hassle of it security reasons and all that who knows could be but it, it was fine i mean i i was there if i was going to the expo to get anything it was all, all official merchandise which i had um plenty of choices to choose from there so um yeah so i can understand and i can i can 
you know, maybe, maybe next year or next time will be something different. But, um, from there we went to the marathon sports store on, mm-hmm. uh, Boylston there. It's kind of a famous, uh, Boston running sports store. And they even had some of the official merch and they had some non-specific, um, uh, race merch and, they had Britney's UFOs that she got. Did. She did. I did find a pair. So. So I'm happy. They also yeah. had a cute pair of socks and a whole bunch of cute things. Yeah. It was kind of neat to see a running store. And that running store was packed too. There was. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty tight space. And they had a lot of, lot of gear. And the, the workers there looked like they were just running on fumes trying to uh, shuffle things in and out and restock. And uh, there was a line outside the door. Uh, we had initially thought it was to buy merch for that out- outdoor table, but we later learned that, oh, Meb's up there. They're signing and doing meet and greets and photo ops. So that was the reason for the line. So that was kind of cool. We decided not to jump in that line because it wasn't moving very fast at the time. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did we do? What, did we, what else did we do that day? Well, I will say that right outside of the running store is the memorial for the the bomb. Uh, And that was good to see. Yeah, that was, uh, I think we, for a moment there, I honestly, I I didn't, I saw the structure. It didn't click. Click, right. And then I was like, oh, we are right outside Marathon Sports, which is where one of the bombs went off. And it's like, oh. That's a memorial for for the bond, and and I ended up when I was doing my shakeout run uh, the next day, I saw the other uh, structure, and they're pretty neat. Uh, yeah, uh, it's they're good memorials, but man, it sure sure kind of punches you in the stomach a little bit to just trying to imagine running down that street and then having loads of spectators on either side yeah, cheering on this imagine. race with no no thought or no concern that anything like that could possibly mm-hmm. happen and then have it happen. And just, your yeah, life has changed. so many lives were changed and you know, it, I don't know. It just kind of immediately just kind of all kind of flooded in one, uh, in one brief moment as you just try to process it all. So, um, I was happy to see that because it, like I said, it didn't dawn on me right away, but man, once it clicked, it was just kind of like, oof. Um, kind of tough to uh, to think about and process, but, um, but on the flip side, what Kenny was uh, referring to earlier, we also witnessed the virtual runners. Oh yeah, yeah, that was right. so, so cool. So this was really cool. So they they did instead of I think normally don't they have like a five k or something mm-hmm. um, this weekend for people? So they didn't have that, but what they did offer was the virtual race and you could come and you could run it in Boston and finish on the finish line. And it's almost like a supported, not supported virtual race because they're all there. There are people out there just cheering all of them on. And we saw even like the whole cops bringing in what they said was the last person it actually wasn't, but I kept seeing more people. <laughs> maybe there was like a cutoff to when they would be out there cheering and supporting. Right. Right. Um, I think that might've been more what that was, but you could come and run what Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. For the unofficial official <laughs> course. Of, and, and, you know, Donna and I were talking and my gosh, like we knew a lot of people doing virtual from home, but 
if if they do that again, mm-hmm. I would totally be down yep. to go and do it there. And I would buy in that case, I'd buy the jacket. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. If you were gonna do the virtual Boston Marathon and and have the opportunity to run the course and finish on the finish line. That was really kind of why a neat would, experience. Yeah, and you feel the energy, like you yep. can feel the energy mm-hmm. in the city and, mm-hmm. and they were totally there supporting all of those virtual runners. Well, Even I we mean, anytime we saw people, we were cheering them on. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was like an automatic, you know, gimme. And it just, man, I, I'm sure, you know, obviously it wasn't happening all along the whole course, but who cares if you're we getting don't know it that. when you get to the finish line. Yeah. Um, that was pretty neat. So. Yeah, it's definitely something to consider. It'll be interesting to see if they continue with the virtual in the years to come. Yeah, I hope I get over this feeling soon, but um, I was totally <laughs> down the front up and <laughs> Here's my only thing. So I didn't realize this till Ryan had told me, but um, apparently they switch the colors of the jacket every other year because so it depends on year. the race. It depends on the race shirt, which they do blue or yellow every year. And if it's a blue one, it means you get an opposite color jacket the next year. Like they'll the just do any color combination. But if right. you do it when the shirt is yellow, then you get the blue and yellow jacket. And I have to say, I'd want the blue and yellow jacket. I want the blue and yellow. Yeah. And we don't know that. Well, we'll talk about this later, but you know, we don't know if Ryan's doing April cause April's like right around right. the corner. I feel like that's right. too soon anyway. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would be right there with you to do it the next blue and yellow year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll have to keep our eyes open and ears open on the virtual and how it's going to work. Wait, and why did I just cross my finger like I hope I can <laughs> Well, put it this way. Look at if we do it in 2023, we'll have already done Dopey in 2023. So we'll already have like marathon legs kind of happening. Like that. Don't be talking crazy <laughs> like that. I'm hoping somebody like comes up with a better plan. What's the better plan? We also said we were going to do an ultra in April. It would be perfect what? timing. Again? Oh, who said that? Uh, okay, we have things to talk about, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I guess I have to keep running. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, well, we can talk about that, too, because Brittany and I That's had an awesome That's run. Right. That's coming up. But, okay, That's after the up. expo, after the expo, we ended up, I think, just checking into our yeah, we drove our, in, hotels. our individual hotels. We let we left Brian uh, Ryan in uh, the city, and then Brittany and I went to our hotel yep. in Revere, yeah, so Massachusetts. I was yeah. staying at the uh, Boston Marriott uh, Copley Place Hotel, which was right in the heart of all the festivities. Um, it was a very short walk to the Fan Fest, to Boylston, to the finish line. Um, it had a skywalk that connected over to kind of like a, a mall, basically, I would say, that had, you know, a CVS. So it it was convenient. And mm-hmm. I, I, think if, uh, I think if I had to do it again and stay, I would, you know, consider this hotel again or at least something in that area because the, the area was kind of convenient. I mean, there wasn't – you could – I mean, m- much like other big cities, you a short walk and you pretty much hit, you know, anything that you need. But um, But this was – fairly convenient uh for the for the race weekend and your hotel was all decked out in boston marathon all the employees were wearing a shirt yeah every day they changed them which i thought was awesome and they had the they had the adidas uh boston marathon shoes on i mean it was just really cool and i think that helps with the vibe so if you're coming in for a running experience yes you can stay outside the city and and probably pay uh, quite a bit less um 
if you want that race Im- immersion, you know, I mean, to be downtown and kind of the the heartbeat of the whole festivities, um, man, Boston does it really, really, really well because, I mean, I've been there for Chicago and there's a lot happening in Chicago. Some of the hotels, you know, will have signs and welcome runners and right. they'll even have maybe like a welcome pack. But I don't recall the hotel runners decked out in Chicago Marathon gear or we went to restaurants throughout this weekend and the restaurants were decked out in their restaurant had a logo, but it was in yellow on a blue shirt or, you know, it was, it was like special marathon weekend uh, uh, shirts that they were wearing. And it's just so cool because it's just the vibe that it, it gives off to the city. It just really. It's so inclusive. Support. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you're there for, you know, and everybody knows it. The whole city is aware which is cute. It's really and excited. Cool. Like it's yeah. not, it's not just they're aware they're excited. Right. They're all in to support you. And yep. Yeah. Yep. And so you guys stayed a little bit outside, um, and actually not too far from where I stayed, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the first, first night. night yeah. yeah. I stayed yeah. in Chelsea. You guys were in, where was Revere. that? Revere. Revere. Mm-hmm. Um, how was, how was that coming in and out of the city? Mm. I don't think it was too bad. There was just a, you know, it's typical you, city. Like, you know, as yeah. a crow flies, it was not far. And and you'd put it into your GPS and it's like 15 minutes, but then you're dealing with lights and you're dealing with traffic and you're dealing with, you know, just, pedestrians and, yeah. you know, so, stupid people that don't know where they are and how to drive. And then the other issue is just parking. You know, you're yeah. always going to pay oh. through the nose for parking. So that's the thing to consider. Yeah. Sure. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a complete hassle. It was just expensive. Yeah, yeah, it was forty two dollars to park when we, you know, we're doing all of our shopping, and mm-hmm. then we parked in your hotel when we came back for dinner. Actually, that wasn't bad. We were that was only ten bucks, forty two, but it was ten dollars. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably it probably didn't help that. Um, I was staying downtown, you guys were outside, and we were trying to coordinate, you know, yeah. schedules and things like that. Because, I mean. Had we all been in one, you know, central location, you know, had I been in Staten and Chelsea or Revere, I, you know, we probably could have found things to, you know, eat and do on the outside and probably would have been a lot less of a hassle and only gone downtown when, when necessary for like race stuff. But, um, yeah. Well, and I think the fact that this was all our first times really to yeah. be going, it, it throws you off a little bit because we got tons of recommendations from people, but navigating your way around and learning it, it takes a little bit. And, you know, yeah. so it took me a little bit, but I got it now. She did. She did. And I, I, I found now. our way. I got Ryan and I too on a train home with no problems. And I was, I was very, very proud of you when I heard that. <laughs> she so, did. You know, and I think, I think from our perspective, as far as you know, I get Ryan staying in the heart of it all, yeah. you know, but for us that aren't running, that don't need to be on a shuttle that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, I'd totally stay where we stayed again. Cause yeah. it, it was so easy to get in and out using the transportation yes. system. Once we figured out it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It was no problem at all. Um, but I'm not saying that for race warning, we, we learned some stuff, but even if you were trying to spectate and you didn't have but one spot you wanted to be at, or maybe two, mm-hmm. that's still a perfect option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And there, I mean, there, you could stay even somewhere out outside of the city that is maybe closer to the course. Uh, Cause you guys were kind of on the outside of the city, but a little bit on the yeah. opposite direction um, that could maybe provide some other benefits too. I mean, it's, 
I mean, I get you. There's, Our there's, hotel was great. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought it was fine. You know, there's there's plus and minuses to to yeah. both I, both things. I think, and I, I think if you're going in with a group, if we were to redo this whole thing and replan it over again, I think we would probably try to find some way to coordinate locations a little bit, right. so they can minimize on the transportation time. That would be the only thing because the transportation time would, you know. I mean, like if you take the train and, you know, trains are only running still at least 35 minutes out. Yeah. So. So, yeah. But uh, I I think for the most part, we made the most of it and it worked out, worked out well enough. Um, Yeah. So you say salty. I say fish. Salty fish. We had a little song when we when we hit the beach. <laughs> yeah, we, we we went one stop too far, and we were at the beach, and uh, you could you could smell the beach, and yeah. you know, Donna I was like, it oh, maybe it smells a little fishy. I, I said it smelled a little salty. <laughs> so salty fish. So Sunday, so we did a lot of walking and, and a lot of a lot of eating. We had some oh, real quick. The pizza situation. Oh, I don't. I'm, I don't even want to tell people where we ate. Are you, no, I are you embarrassed? No, look, I'll tell you. Yes, yes, Ryan we had Taffer. such great options, and this is where we end up. No, but you have all sorts of great pizza options. We we searched them all day for authentic Italian pizza, and you know they have this whole part of Boston. I don't north side or the north, north end. end. The north end. The north end. That is just all legit, and I've had like the legit homemade pasta and stuff. So I can only imagine what that pizza's like. And we're pulling into the parking garage and I look over and there's California Pizza Kitchen. I'm like, we could just go there. No. And I was completely joking, <laughs> joking. And Ryan's like, that's a great idea. I've never been. And, uh. and, and the biggest the biggest reason for my choice it's because we were trying to figure logistics to get into the North End and driving and parking and all that. And here sits California Pizza Kitchen, a skywalk away from my hotel. And I hadn't figured out the subway system. We yet. hadn't I'll figured out the that. subway system. And so it was just like, seriously, let's make this totally easy. I I wanted pizza. I really wanted Chicago deep dish style pizza, honestly, if I'm being for real. Um I wanted pizza, but I really didn't want like the dripping folded up in half kind of greasy pizza. And I was a little, little concerned about that. We found a place we thought was, was good. And we were going to head there, Regina's or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but we were, when we, when I thought the logistics of trying to go there and, and get it in California pizza kitchen sitting right across there, I was like, okay, do they have this kind of pizza? What's the crust like it? And they're like, oh yeah. it's And I'm like, Forget it, girls. Let's just go to California Pizza Kitchen. I think Donna was just like mortified. And Brittany was like, are you serious? <laughs> so we I mean, let the- I like California Pizza Kitchen. I do too. Know? I just, you know, I, I'm all about the experience and being in Boston didn't think I was going to be eating at California Going to a change. <laughs> yeah. Just be glad I didn't go ask to eat at Boston Market or something, right? Uh, yeah. Be just a little- yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it, it worked out. It was fine. The pizza was good. The service, we were in and out. Not too much trouble. And it was convenient. And Whatever Ryan wanted, that's what we did. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So the Ryan's next, weekend. we said, well, we went to the hotel and we chilled out in the lobby for a little bit. And, uh, 
is that that wasn't the night that we wasn't the night we played no okay yeah. never mind we yeah, just kind of chilled out for a little bit we kind of hung out and yeah. chilled out and discussed a little bit about our plans for a sunday um i was looking for a shakeout run <clears throat> but with covid i think a lot of the um a lot of the teams and groups and elite athletes that kind of come in here and do little shakeouts and things like that i think a lot of that was not as publicized if it happened um it really wasn't out there. Usually they're like screaming, you know, inviting everybody and their brother to come to these shakeout runs. So I was kind of looking for something like that. Uh, I reached out to my buddy from Canada, who I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. He and I met at grandma's. I ended up staying the night in this hotel room that night so I could have a more comfortable place for the race weekend and grandma's and uh, kind of hit it off as friends from there. And he was running Boston. So I reached out, hey, you doing a shakeout run tomorrow morning? He said, yep. And I said, by yourself, who with? And he was. Uh, he likes to uh, to identify. You know, you, you go to these races and, and you identify all the elite runners. My friend Mike, he likes to go and he knows everybody's Instagram handle, their Twitter handle, uh, their their social media. So he is all about the social experience. Uh, and and he was like, yeah, I'm going out with the uh, the Garmin Fitness has is kind of backing up a a, a social um, media run more or less. So it was a bunch of Instagrammers that were like Garmin ambassadors and Garmin was there and throwing out hats and whatnot. So I went and did a shakeout run with my friend Mike and it was cool. Caught up with a couple of other uh, friends that flew from Canada. Caught under, uh, got some information about how their experience was traveling to the country and that whole bit. So it was kind of fun to catch up and and learn and, and meet new people. And I enjoy those kind of shakeout runs at these big races just kind of forces me to get out there and meet new people. Um, and it's just kind of a fun way to share the race experience with other runners. So uh, that was cool. And while I did that shakeout run, the two of you went and did your own little shakeout run. Shakeout run. We did. And we had a blast. And we did. Brittany may deny it, but she she can't lie. I have pictures of her smiling when she's running. <laughs> it was great. I'm a great actress. well we found our way we took the train in and we went um we had seen a park when we first drove into boston um that was right on the charles river so we knew we wanted to run there and it turns out they had like a three three and a half mile loop around the river you could just cross two bridges and do it and it was just so good i mean we were really lucky with the weather this weekend it was very favorable very nice for running and um it just, it just was the kind of feeling, you know, I, I was just excited and I was happy and I can feel the vibe of the, of the city. Everybody's just happy. And there were so many runners out that day. And so many runners. So many picture so opportunities. Which so is many photo so opportunities. Happy. We did get a few, <laughs> um, but it was just you. good. It was just fun. And we it felt was, good. Great park. Yeah. 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 And I looked down and we're doing like 930 pace, but I'm like, what the heck is that? And, you know, um, I think that last, there's like a last point three or point four that was, you know, down the, the last bridge. And I told Donna, I said, when I get down there, that's it. But we didn't stop. No, you know, the walk breaks, you know, would beep and we ignored them. And I think, uh, at the end of that, it was like nine minute pace. Um, so it was like 12 something while she was peeing and then 12 and then like 11 something. And then that last one was nine. <laughs> that, that was the only mile we didn't stop for anything. Um, Strong finish. Or part of a mile. Um, 
So yeah, no, it was fun. I really thought she was going to kill me, but it was fun. And it, it, it was interesting to see how well I sucked it up and kept pace with her because she pushed me. And I think sometimes I just allow myself to be lazy when I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those bittersweet situations because you realize how much you don't push yourself when you're by yourself right. or how much you don't You Sometimes you don't. Um, but also how much you do, like, I wasn't thinking about pace. I wasn't thinking I was pushing Brittany. I was just enjoying. You guys were just having fun. Enjoying the moment. And, yeah. and talking and, and the aspect of running and, um, it was just good. So yeah, it just, it just, like I said, it was bittersweet because you realize how much you enjoy running with somebody else. And when you don't have that at home, then you also won't, won't you know, boo hiss. I got to go home to nobody. But. Nobody again. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I was realizing too, is, you know, in Virginia, I had all these ultra runners I could join at any time and people that lived around me that if I wanted somebody to join me or if I wanted to join a group, it was always available and they were always pushing you and you know, it, it just haven't had that. So I didn't think I could do it again. <laughs> and I but guess she can. I was wrong. And I want to say there was a conversation about her even running the Tokyo Marathon. I don't know. Where run. That's <laughs> <laughs> Brittany is no, so, Brittany you know, my all caught up. To, I know Savannah's going to move to Japan one day. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do Tokyo and that way we can go and check out the city together. Cause I will say, I mean, we don't have to run to go visit a place. Right. And it does take away some time. Cause I know um, Ryan, you mentioned that you feel like you didn't get to do a whole lot while you were there. And part of that is staying off your feet and, mm -hmm. you know, all that preparation for the race. Um, but to, it, it is a great way to see a city, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it forces you to slow down and really look around and, stuff that you might not do if you're just driving by or, you know, only seeing certain sections and not really going out into it. So I, I love that aspect of the marathon and new places. So yeah, Tokyo sounds fun. So she's, so in the course of this weekend, she's signing up for two marathons. <laughs> what the heck? And Dopey. And Dopey. Anymore, anywhere. <laughs> uh, but after that, we, after that run, we just went and met up with Brian. Um, Met up with him to go get more pancakes. Yeah, yeah. We, what was the the plan was really this day was going to be chill. We were not going anywhere. I was For staying, you, yeah, I was not. I was staying off my feet. You two could have mm -hmm. gone and done whatever, but uh, after you guys did your run, uh, I think I did go back to the expo to pick up a few last minute things that I that I wanted to grab, and then the two of you went back to your hotel and shower, got dressed, shower change, and uh, we caught back up uh, for. It was supposed to be like a late breakfast. It ended up being yeah. like an early, an early brunch afternoon or even brunch. a late brunch. Yeah. Uh, we found a place that served breakfast all day. I don't can't even remember. It was like Thomas Cafe. Tom, uh, Tompkins? Tom? Tompkins Cafe. Thompson's? 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 Uh, like that. Yep, that one. Yeah. It was something Doesn't like matter. that. It was really good. It was, these, it was. These, these places, some of them are just so cool because they've got like they're inside but not really because they have like the windows and the doors are all open to the outside so it was a cool place pancakes were good so this is pancake round number two for me and uh um after that it was it was chill for you you went back to the hotel that's when Brittany and i went exploring on the train to see that's right what that's right. our potential spectating kind of plan right. was going to be which how far off the course they were yeah 
that's basically when my stomach was in knots now until the race ended. <laughs> she, her I was a was mess. It really was. It really was. And I was like, I got this. I got this. Don't you worry. And, and, you know, there's so much, I mean, we can talk about this, you know, when we get to the race day, but I think Sunday we were just like, okay, we could do this, this, this and be back. And, you know, we had a solid plan to see you a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, we even got off the train, ran down half a mile mm-hmm. <laughs> and came back up just to see, you know, how long it took, where's right. the race. Where are we going to have to go? Exactly. Right. Right. And it was cute. We, you know, because we did that, we saw this really cute town that, you know, you supposedly ran by, um, <laughs> and got right back on the train and came back. Uh, and we also found out that the one day pass that we thought was for the subway, the commuter rail, all of that was not, but luckily right. the conductor let us stay on and didn't kick us out mid you know, ride. Um, and then he didn't check us on the way back. So we learned a lot. So it was a good, it was a good thing that we did that. Yeah. It was good recon. Good recon. It was good. And I was actually, we were kind of talking about doing that on a Saturday. We just ran out of time, but, um, because I was kind of wanting to go out to see the Newton Hills and you hear, I hear about the Newton Hills and Heartbreak Hill and everybody's got their own kind of definition as far as what a difficult hill is and and through my training i've trained on some rolling hills and i feel like there were strong rolling hills and thought they would prepare me well for this race and but it's just one of those things without really seeing it or, or without ever having experienced it you really didn't know so i was just kind of going on hope and you're you can look at a, an eva- um, elevation chart you know all day long and try to make com- comparison or run something similar but uh, I just wanted to kind of see it so I could kind of get it out of my head and it didn't and I was just like you know what at this point I'm just gonna take it on race day and see how it goes so um, so I chilled out the hotel you went exploring on the train figuring out the uh, transportation system and then uh, we met back up for mm-hmm. met for, for dinner for dinner and yeah I said the the rule, and we talked about superstitions before, and I guess I don't have any superstitions. I don't think I mentioned them, but it's been kind of a theme with my races of late that, I, you know, I do pancakes, spaghetti, and then pizza the two nights before the race. And we're kind of sticking to that. And so the night before the race was spaghetti. And uh, again, we have all of those great <sighs> Italian options on the North End. <laughs> again, we, we have thoughts and concerns about transportation and again ryan's like hey there's this place it's not far from my hotel it's called the salty pig and uh, i had seen that other runners had ate there on saturday and they served spaghetti and they were within walking distance from my hotel so guess where we ate <laughs> not on the north end we went to the salty pig uh, so it was fine for it what was it fine. was yeah it was it was fine um got what you needed it wasn't got far. what we needed uh ate. You stay off your feet we didn't have to sweat a lot about transportation right and all that so and then we uh went back to the hotel and uh got wild in the lobby um <laughs> playing a little what's the game called nine card nine card nine card yeah uh, donna changed the rules as the game went on yeah no, i didn't for it sure was only that one time i screwed up it's only one time a couple times but okay yeah there was a couple of times <laughs> i just happened to win every game <laughs> yeah so we're in the lobby the three of us playing cards because 
what else are you going to do before the night yeah. before a race? It was kind of, it was, it was like that weird timing because it was too early to like say goodnight and goodbye, but right. Right. We didn't want to like be out walking or right. doing whatever. So hang out in the lobby. It worked. It worked. Yeah. It yeah. was fun. And a good time. We'll remember it. And we'll remember how Donna cheated at cards. That's right. <laughs> So, so it was early to bed, but I could not really get a whole lot of sleep. Uh, I was trying to keep some family updated on some things. So, um, and honestly, I've accepted that night before big races, sometimes you're, you just don't get to sleep. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So, um, I just lay there and just think, okay, I'm just going to close my eyes, take some deep breaths and just at minimum rest here. Um, I think I got about five hours of sleep. I woke up early to get all my food and um, pre-race drinks in and routine. And um, this is kind of, I guess, when the the race logistics start. Um, The way that this was working is the Boston Marathon was moving to a rolling start. So instead of these big, massive waves and groups, they used to port everyone on buses to this athlete's village out in Hopkinton. And some of these people, especially if you're a charity runners on the back end of these corrals, you're waiting in there for hours. And if the weather wasn't great, you know, whether it was too hot or even rainy and muddy, you were kind of suffering through the misery, you know, until it was your time to start. So this year with trying to space out the the runners on the course and everything. They rolled out to a rolling start. And the announcement and the way that everything, you know, pre-race was announced was that um, you have, well, and they always do a bib color by bib group. So um, if you had a red bib, you were in group one and your uh, bus pickup time was 7.15 and 7.30, uh, you would arrive into the, uh, Hopkinton for the start. And uh, once you got dropped off at the start, you had 20 minutes uh, to get your warm up in, use the restroom facilities, get any drinks, whatever, get to the starting line and take off. Um, that's what was stated. But how it worked out was a bit different. And honestly, I think I'm, I don't know. Uh, it was kind of disturbing. It didn't affect me a whole lot, but it was a little disturbing because there were any bib color was getting into the buses and any bib color was running in at the start line whenever they wanted to, um, which, you know, I, you got 10,000 volunteers is what they say it takes to, to operate this race. And I imagine some of the logistics are tough. And this was the very first time they're doing anything like this. So I imagine it was tough to roll out and, Kudos to the way that they, this race went off because it was pretty well flawless. Uh, this was kind of the only thing that I thought, well, that's kind of, I don't know if it was not right or not fair or anything like that. But uh, I boarded the bus uh, in my time slot and at 7.30, our bus took off to go to the start line. And as I'm, as our bus is pulling out of the, the area, there's other runners queued up for the next selection of buses to come and some of them are the same red bibs that were actually supposed to be on these buses but so many of these buses were full of white bibs and yellow bibs and you know blue bibs so that really wasn't followed well and i don't know if they something changed on communication on race day or if it was just a uh, uh, a mishap but what ended up happening is at the start line you had 
um, run walkers, charity bibs, blue bibs, orange bibs. Everybody at the start at, at the artificial start time was supposed to be nine o'clock to nine twenty four for the the red bib or the group first group. And there were runners that were in further back groups that were starting at that time. So I guess to them, it was very much an advantage because advantageous. Yeah. I mean, it was an, it was a huge advantage. If, if you're someone who would have been very close to the course cutoff time and you had an opportunity to hop on this bus and start your race much like we're probably talking a couple of an hour or so, two hours maybe uh, before your slotted times start time was then that worked out to your advantage tremendously. Um, so, but that, that ended up making the start, um, even that more challenging, uh, because you, you had less of an idea. So if all the group one people are starting together, you at least have some idea that some of the people you're, you're crossing the start line whenever you're ready are in your rough area, right? Give or take a few minutes. And, that made it really challenging, honestly, because I'm taking off and I, I see white bib here, orange bib, blue bib, red bib. And you're trying to constantly look around because usually in these big races, you can, especially when they have the mass starts, you're all slotted in based off pace. So you take off and you can uh, pace off of some of the people around you and work together uh, throughout the race to to get everybody through at the at the gold pace. But that was that was really really difficult for this race. Well, not to mention you're probably bobbing and weaving a little more than you would if everybody was at your pace or close to your pace. Yeah, thankfully because of the rolling start, things were a little bit thinner at the start. You're right though. I mean, had mass amount of people try that were on these first wave of buses tried to start at similar time. Um, it probably would have been a little more frustrating weaving in and out of people. Um, I don't know. It is, it was, it was weird. It was strange. I don't know that it, it was, was weird for us too. Cause I mean, you're seeing that, but here we are spectating, we see the elites go by and there's some, uh, you know, the, the wheelchair, um, people are going by and a couple of the guides, so the blind people, the Achilles mm-hmm. with their guide. Um, but then we see people that are not, going fast or doing the run walk. And I'm like, wow, COVID was not good to them. <laughs> I didn't know what else to think. I just thought, you know, they, they qualified in 2019 and, and wow, they've let themselves go. Yeah. Well, there was, there's definitely mixed groups. I mean, it was a mixed bag. And, and like I said, for the, for the start of the race, it just made it almost impossible to, to really cue off of anyone for, for pacing strategies. And, and that's when you really know that, okay, I'm in this race and I'm pretty much running this race solo. Um, I mean, occasionally you would be able to cue off uh, someone with a, I, you know, I'd come across someone with a red bib, maybe, uh, you know, pass them in a water station or what have you, but you don't know when they started, you know? Right. So you don't know if, did they start behind you? Did they start in, you know, out in front of you? Are you catching up to them? Are they catching up to you? So it was just, I mean, and you have that in a big wave, but at least when you start in a big wave, you, you see people right when you cross the start line. So that made the race itself a little bit of a challenge, but, um, it wasn't anything that was, uh, gonna wreck the race. So which is good because you were going for more than just enjoying Boston. 
yeah, I had some, I did have some goals. I had some time goals. Um, uh, but generally my goal was to at least requalify. Uh, I'd like to hold the qualification uh, in case I decide to rerun again, which I definitely want to. Uh, I just wanted to requalify. Uh, I felt my fitness and my training, uh, had me in a spot that I felt comfortable even not have ever run the course or seen the course that I felt comfortable that I could do a sub three. Um, and, and that's, that was kind of where the goals, I had some time goals that were pretty quick, but, um, I wasn't real focused on those because I didn't have enough knowledge of, of how to really manage some of the hills later in the race. And so I was just going to take what the course gave me went really off of effort and, uh, just keep my goals, um, pretty achievable. And, uh, I think it, it worked out. And I mean, the, really the only mishaps, which we can touch about is, uh, my shoe. I had these, uh, really cool, uh, new balance super shoes, the fuel cell RC twos, not a very cheap shoe. Um, and I ran them, I ran them three times in training and had no issues. Very comfortable shoe. Highly recommend this shoe still. And uh, all of a sudden in my warm-up, and I ran these socks. These are the same socks I always do my training with. Somehow in my warm-up, I feel the tips of my toes and my right foot um, are like the, the insert of my sole and right, right shoe is sliding backward towards my heel. So my tips of my toes can feel like the underside of the insert. Right. And I'm like, well, that's strange. I've not had this in these shoes before. So I untie it in pre-race and I shove it back up to the top and tie my shoe back down and do some more warmups and it's back down. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Stop this. And I don't have anything sticky on me to slide, you know, to, to adhere the, the sole to the shoe. So I'm just thinking it might be a lacing thing. So I tightened it real tight. I didn't double knot it because in case something else happened in the mid race and sure enough, one mile into this silly race and my darn shoe, the insert is starting to slide back and it's sliding back to where my full big toe is now on the, un, you know, is now without an insert underneath of it. And I'm like, okay, this is not that comfortable. Um, so I stopped at about mile two, took my shoe off, pushed the insert up, tied it up again and took off running. And I said, I, if it happens one more time, the insert is coming out because I'm not dealing with this all race. Um, I think it was mile four. Um, it was like that. In fact, I see you guys at mile six, and you guys captured your little video, right? It was so awesome to see you guys. I could see you guys. I was looking ahead, knowing you guys were gonna be at mile six, and I saw your shirts. Your shirts were great and uh, very easy to see. And I think I spotted you guys first, and I was like, Ryan! And, uh, <laughs> Until we just started screaming. Screaming nonstop. But it was, <laughs> it was great. It was great. At that time, I'm just like, this is so cool. I'm enjoying the downhills, figuring out this stupid shoe. But, you know, the race was off to a great start. And uh, I should have at that point stopped, pulled my insert out and tossed it your way because it was already coming back up. I paused your video that you, that you shared and you could see my insert is about three or four inches already out really? the back of my shoe. Yeah. And uh, after I passed you guys, I said, you know what? I'm just going to, hopefully this thing will stop. Like it's not going to slide back anymore. 
and I could just finish the race with it partially hanging out of the back of my shoe. Um, but about mile six, seven, something like that, I started feeling it rub up against the back of my ankle. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be a very nasty sore if I allow this to continue. I don't know that I can make it uh, all race like this. So at seven or eight, somewhere in that time frame, I stopped, pulled my shoe off again, ripped my insert out of there, tied it back up, and... Uh, ran the rest of the race with an insert in my hand because believe that yeah it was it was the most ridiculous thing i still can't understand like how that felt on your foot it actually didn't feel so bad insert and it's not good no kudos to the new balance because they made a racing shoe that you could run without inserts and still feel somewhat comfortable Wow. But I don't know. It was silly. But I was not about to wreck, let that wreck my race. I knew I had fitness to do what I wanted to do. And I knew that even with those two stops, I could still be fine. I, they were pretty quick, probably, you know, combined, chewed up about a minute of time. But um, it, it was fine. And, you know, just kind of going through, I don't want to go through each and every mile by mile. But it, the the course in general was amazing and challenging at the same time. Um, the first, uh, six miles or so are pretty much downhill as everybody says, and you could get some good pace. And I saw some people pick up some good paces and I'm going to bet, (laughs) I'm going to bet they didn't last because, uh, uh, yeah, some of them look like a little uncomfortable running downhill. Uh, and then after you get past six, it's still somewhat downhill, but you start to get a few small, like rolling hills and whatnot. Um, and then, um, the racist i'm just i'm taking it as it's given i'm trying not to um to go too fast i'm really trying to cue off of effort here knowing that i can take a little bit of extra time in these early miles going downhill um but i don't want to jam my foot and do a lot of braking on the downhill because that's just going to wear out my quads really fast uh and then i knew later in the race going up the newton hills i was going to have to give back a little bit of time um and it was just like okay if i can chew up enough time going down these hills and take what it gives to me, uh, I can give back a little bit on those uphills. And uh, when I get to the top of those, the Newton Hills, then I'll, I'll be ready to, to give it a go for, uh, for the strong finish. And, um, you know, early on, I, I was seeing a lot of the crowd and I was taking in some of the sides and you're feeling really good. And it was... It's fantastic. You had some of the fall foliage changing and, and you had just crowds. Line. In some of those smaller towns, I think some of the areas it might have been hard to get to because you didn't have as many people and you had people just kind of walking out of their houses, cheering on. It was great. But boy, as you work your way closer and closer to the city, the crowds start to get bigger and bigger and bigger and the electricity is uh, it's off the charts. Uh, going through uh, Wellesley about uh, halfway through there, uh, all kinds of crazy signs, the, the screaming. You couldn't even imagine the scream tunnel that they talk about. It is ridiculous. Like how all these women go back to school and like have a voice the next day isn't i have no idea uh it was electric and they were not doing kisses this year but uh i did go over to the side and was giving fist bumps to to everyone because you're just trying to feed off that energy you're trying to enjoy bits of the race and you know still run a good race and i knew i was gonna have to hone in and focus later in the race so halfway through i'm feeling pretty good still and uh 
getting ready to uh, prep for the Newton Hills, which come about uh, mile 16. And um, honestly, the hills were challenging. I will say that they were challenging, especially after you had run mostly downhill for it. But they weren't as bad as I had kind of built up during training. And uh, having gone through them, I now feel way more confident about some of the hill training that I did in this uh, in this segment in preparation for them. So um, they were fine. I, I, I honestly, you, you could see the people who were not pushed, didn't push on the downhills too much because they still had some juice to get up the hills. And you saw some of the people really fade uh, going up those hills. So um, yeah, in 16 to 21, you're battling those Newton Hills and you're going up and you kind of plateau a little bit, maybe even a little bit downhill. Then you go up again, then plateau and level out, then up again. And so it's this kind of like steady climb and you get a little bit of a break and that's the time where you kind of try to get your legs back underneath you again and get ready for the next climb. And again, going up those hills, my I had no intentions to hold pace. No way. I was not going up those hills at, at, at the average pace that I went to. I knew I was going to be above my average pace. And that was the whole intention. Give back a little bit, save some legs so that you have for a strong finish. And um, yeah, from 21 on down, you're heading towards the city of Boston and it's mostly downhill again. And the only part, and that's when my my tunnel vision really started. I mean, climbing those hills, you're focused on those hills, and you get to the top of the hill, and then the tunnel vision starts to set in where you you no longer even really see what's going on on the outside. You hear the crowd, but you don't necessarily see the crowd. And um, in fact, I almost missed the Sitco sign. The only reason why I knew to look up and around for the Sitco sign is because the timing mat the, that you would cross at that time frame had the Sitco logo on it. And I was like, oh, wow, the uh, Sitco logo must be around here somewhere. And I looked to my left and I had just passed it. Otherwise, I had no clue the thing was even on the horizon in front of me because I'm just focusing on the course, the runners ahead of me, trying to cue off some of them as I can to, to, to maintain pace. So... It's kind of wild. And looking back, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I don't even remember some of those places. I mean, I remember running through areas, but I don't remember the the extended views of some of those places. So um, we got closer to uh, making that uh, final right hand turn and then the left hand on to Boylston. I knew it was coming up and I was really starting to struggle and grind at that point. And there was a thought process in my head that was like, oh, man, I know my watch says I'm getting really close to the finish, but we haven't made that right and then left yet. And it's got to be coming ahead. And if it doesn't come ahead soon, I'm really not sure how much more I can go to get Mm. there. And so it's just, it's like, it's got to be coming up. It's got to be coming up. Keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. We're on Beacon Street, boom, 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 keep grinding. Boom, shows up. And I'm like, Boom, here it is. And that was, uh, and, and I wasn't sure like how quick, I couldn't remember how quick that, that left onto Boylston was going to be. But man, you made the right hand turn and then you make the left hand turn. And uh, yeah, it was, you see the finish line and it's down there. Um, and, and I've heard stories like you make the left hand turn and you instantly see the finish line and you think I'm just going to do a dead sprint to that finish line, but it's further out there than what you, what you think. And so I was like, okay, don't, don't, 
don't take off just yet. Don't take off. And you just kept running. I was like, man, I, I, I've got it in me. Let's go. I'm, I'm hitting target here. Um, let's just keep running. And I picked up my pace. I think my last quarter, uh, down that stretch was like 540 pace or something like that. Um, so it's, it's, I don't think it's really common for people to finish up a marathon at almost 10 K pace. It's kind of bizarre, but, uh, I feel good about my kick and, Perhaps I maybe, I don't know, if I could rerun that race, maybe in all conditions and everything else, the exact same. Um, I, I wish I had a little bit of extra experience, I guess, going into it, but it, it turned out fine. So I achieved my goals. My goal was sub three and requalify. And I come underneath that reasonably, you know, fine with a, almost a minute to spare. So I was pretty pumped crossing that finish line. No, Ryan. Pretty fantastic. No. We want you to win this damn thing. <laughs> you need to go back. You need to win. <laughs> yeah, number you one. could do a five forty pace at the end. You could have done you that. Got this. Got this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And we'll find you more than once. Yeah. I mean, I think that was kind of something too that I had that was, um, that was kind of helping, you know, rope me all the way through is because I knew you guys were at six and I thought you guys were planning 16 uh, or somewhere between 16 and 21. And so I, I got, I, I wasn't expecting anything until like 16. So once I got to 16, I started climbing those hills. I mean, I was kind of looking out the peripheral, but I was like, just I, I knew you guys would see me because I told you I'd stayed to the left of the, the center line there. And uh, I stayed to the left, didn't see, didn't see. And I was like, okay, they're not at tw- they're not 16. Maybe they'll be at 17, not 17, maybe they'll be at 18. Oh. And, uh, You're going to make her cry again. Stop it! No, <laughs> no, but before you know it, I was up at the top of the hill and I was like, hey, they probably just you know wanted to make sure they were at the finish line. So... <laughs> I hammered down the hills, picked up the pace, found my legs again. And I was like, <laughs> the finish line was so deep with people. There's no way I was oh, going to be able to pick great. it, pick you guys out. But I thought, sure, <laughs> surely they're amongst this finish line crowd, just cheering me on to the finish. This is so great. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. That's so great. And so from 16 all the way to the finish line, you guys were pulling me through and you had no idea. That's funny. That's great. We were running around that damn city like crazy women trying to get to you. I mean, it was so frustrating. So we, um, we did have every intention of seeing you. We had kind of decided when we saw you the one time, thrilling like I couldn't even contain myself that's when I did start crying a little bit (laughs) I was offered to do this like they asked me if I was for hire you know and uh it it was like we saw you and we both just lost it yeah we I mean anybody who watched that video sees and knows what happened but we were just ecstatic to have seen you and I think for me the reason I got so emotional was my whole like the fact that my stomach was just in knots that whole day, just because I didn't want to miss it. You know, I didn't want to not see you. And, um, and so when we did, it was just like this huge relief. And I just, uh, it was just, it was just a great feeling, but you also just get caught up in that excitement and it was just awesome. Well, then we thought we'd have time 
We tried to Uber to get to the next place because the trains were a pain in the butt. They were only running every hour. And so if they between, were read every half hour, we would have seen been so fine. many more times. Yeah. yeah. But we were just kind of at the mercy of this transportation system. And between that and your pace and when you started, there was just not going to be a way that we could catch the train and get to the next place. So we tried to Uber. And the Uber, with the road closures, I guess, I don't know, this guy said he couldn't find us or he couldn't get to us. And he sent us another cross street and we tried we to find, find that. The cross we couldn't street. find the I cross street that he was talking about. I feel so, like he was at the like the drop off location, not the pickup location. Yeah. Anyway, know. so we, we had to bail on that. So we had to wait for the next train. And while we were on the train, we kind of made the decision to just go to the finish because we were like, if we get on this train now, we will get to the finish in plenty of time to see him that's according train, to the schedule yes was over 40 minutes late mm. so where we were supposed to get to the finish at 11 o'clock and your estimated finish was close to noon we were like no problem we've got this we didn't get to the finish until 11 50 and so we get off the train and we fly down to where we think we need to go and only to find out that there is a security line to get near the finish area. That's like a quarter a mile, mile long. long. Yeah. And so we were just stuck. I mean, and it was, it was, and you had, you were like two minutes away from the finish line at that point. Yeah. And we just knew looking yeah. at that line and that moment yeah. we're defeated. Yeah. Like, you know, I try to always stay positive and no, we're going to find a way we're running and running yeah. and running, you know, and, and yeah, I think as soon as we saw that line and realized that because we had our bags, now if we didn't right. have our bags, we probably could have gone right through, mm-hmm. but because we had our bags, we could not be those people to cut that entire mile long right. line. Right. I kept so, wanting to say to people, but our guy's coming in. Don't <laughs> let us in here. No, like, I'm, I'm sure half the people would have said, uh, we have a runner too, you know, but right, that right. was, that was really a bummer. That was a huge, huge bummer. That we and didn't then, plan on, you know, none of that, that we didn't calculate any of that into it, yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. then we just, we ran back to, uh, we kept running back to see if there was some other, maybe we could go around it somehow. And we just ended up in the family waiting area for yeah. where you would come out of the yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, we just gave up to defeat. We're so sorry. We love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was, was awesome to see you guys all on the course. I mean, that, that's sick, that seeing you guys at six, uh, mile six. I mean, that carried enough energy through the rest of the race. And, and I'm not, I mean, I'm only telling you that I was like peripherally uh, out my peripheral vision there looking, you know, through miles 16 to 21, um, because I knew that was a plan, but I also knew this isn't an easy race to race chase as, as it's known, uh, just because it's a point to point and because of the size of the race and the crowds and the transportation, you might get two in. You're really good if you get three spots in, and you guys right. are trying to get two in, and and yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just. Uh, I mean, we've we learned some things through spectating. So if anybody else is uh, ever looking to spectate this race, I'm sure Donna and Brittany would be able to offer you some some insight of what they experienced. But yeah, it was tough, and and I I knew that, but to, just to see you guys out there on that that one time was was enough. So it was really cool. And after the race, um, we met up for right in the family uh, meetup area. And it was. I will say that you looked. So this is, I don't think I've told you this, but when you first came up, I don't know why, but you just looked so small. 
like so, so tiny and frail <laughs> and you're speaking so softly. I'm telling you, like, that was just my first like vision of him. Like, wow, he just looks so little. And like his voice was so soft. And I realized I heard a couple other marathons and they all had that like soft voice. It was a very raspy voice. He did have like yeah, hoarse, yeah. a little bit hoarse. It's probably he he talking. It's just I mean, effort, I just I felt like he still looked well, it was still, even though we didn't see you cross the finish to see you when you had finished. Oh my God. Oh, it was still just, magic. It was, it really was. It really was. It was, it was it, fun to it, reunite. It was such a good feeling. I mean, it just, it's another one of those times where you just realize how much support means it, like, it, I mean, I don't mean like we were, it's so great. We were there to support you. I mean, it, was, it is just as good. It is just as good to be, on the support side as it is to be on the running side. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, yeah, the, the so, it was reward. that exciting and great for us as it was for you who was doing the running. It was just, it's just, it's, it's just awesome. It was just so fun. It was fun you to see it. It was chance to do it right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you need to run again. We need to get this We're gonna right. We're going to figure it out better. Yep. I, I have some plans. I think if we drove, we could have probably seen a few other spots and then just, Park the car and rode the train or something yeah. in where we yeah. couldn't get to from there. Yeah. Yep. So we want to try again. Well, and you have to the Kenyans. You got to be the Kenyans. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Ryan's number one. <laughs> That's right. Well, in, in, in true post race fashion, to because we had this food kind of I planned the pizza, the pasta, the pancakes, and we said post race is burgers and ice cream. We dashed at Joe's uh, American Bar and Grill bar for and burgers. Grill. We went to JP Licks for ice cream. And good that's, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. And, and Brittany had to, to wrap it up. And Donna and I had a few hours to kill. And, and uh, I think we... I wanted to keep walking around, around the, city. the city. I wanted to keep walking <laughs> because I wanted my legs to keep moving so I'm not as sore if I just sat down. Um, we walked all over stupid areas of the city and there was finally a point i was like i cannot walk anymore we're not walking to that train station we're taking an uber if we're going to mike's uh so we went she went to get some sunset pictures along the charles so we did that and then we uh, uh the cheers bar we kind of made a joking reference That's about it cool. earlier. we went to go see the cheers bar since it was right you know kind of on the way back to the uh to the area we were going to try to go catch a train station and uh, we peeked inside we sat down at the bar we were going to do a drink then i was like I really can't do a drink and go to Mike's Pastries at this point, so we kind of need to choose one or the other. So we sat at the bar, looked at the menu, and uh, took a couple photos, and then uh, bolted, got an Uber to take us to uh, Mike's Pastries so we could uh, stand in a 40-minute line for cannolis. Good Lord. And uh, they were good and delicious. Um, took them back to the hotel, and Donna and I had to part ways, and I had to go pack a bag for a a 6 a.m. flight, which was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I got like four hours of sleep that morning. But the entire weekend was worth it, including that night. And uh, I couldn't have thanked uh, you both for uh, for joining me on it because it made it a lot of fun to share the experience with someone. And I had a lot of family that had planned and, and uh, there was to come up. And there was just... Uh, one thing after another just kept popping up and generally a, it was a lot of, uh, very expensive to take my whole family up, uh, which was the initial planned. And, um, then it became a smaller group and one by one things were just popping up left and right that just, 
it just didn't make any sense at all for them to come up. So uh, I know I had a lot of family cheering back home, um, which was really cool. And honestly, it was quite a bit overwhelming. Um, man, suddenly emotional light switch just went mm. off. But um, yeah, it was, it was just really cool to, um, to see all the feedback and the encouragement. Oh, wow. There's a lot Dude, of people hey, who are rooting for Ryan, you. Hey, man, so proud you know, of you. This is like a, uh, 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 the, the dragon, chasing, chasing the dragon. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, yeah. this is the goal race for most people. It was mine until I blew out my knees. But I'm just saying like, this is, this is what you strive for as a runner. If you want to be fast Yeah. and you made it, you did it and you made it for the next time. Yeah. It's so just for me. For me to live vicariously through you, that, that was amazing. I mean, you, you did what most of us can't. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's, um, it's just one of those things that sometimes you, you're hesitant to put out goals out there because you're afraid of failing. Um, you're afraid of putting out time goals or what have you. And, and sometimes you feel ridiculous for taking people on this personal journey and you know it's like okay am i i'm the only one that really cares about you know running the boston marathon i'm the only one that cares about running sub three i'm only one that cares about running a specific time um but it's cool when you have people along the way to support you and take a you know even in slightly invested interest in in your journey and understand you know the hard work that you put into it and um yeah I mean, it was, I told Donna, uh, I said, I, I could honestly spend all day, you know, uh, commenting and responding all this stuff and I'll, I'll never get to get to bed and, and whatnot. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was very overwhelming. And, um, I honestly, I, I don't know if I'd done enough to, I did a post race, uh, kind of recap just to kind of, um, thank everyone and kind of give them some insight of how, what the experience was like and the challenges that I had and whatnot. But uh, it was just also a way to say thanks to everyone because um, it was cool. It just made the whole it just made the whole experience that much more special. Well, you know, it's really Taylor's special. Fault. It's Bill Taylor's fault that you didn't PR in Boston because <laughs> we. I have to give a shout out to that chat. Thank you, Jackie, for also helping us yes. keep up with where he was. Yes. Um, but Bill said, oh, my God, he's going to PR and BQ at Boston. And he's and we were all like, don't jinx him. So <laughs> it's, it's his fault. But you did. You did BQ at Boston. And that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and we have loved your journey mm -hmm. and we are in for the next one. Yep. Yep. Well, it was it was awesome to watch, Ryan. It really was. It really was the whole thing whole thing well there will uh, definitely be a next one I, I i had so much fun here and i love i love this course um i like chicago and i like that race a lot too um i just like getting my ass kicked by hills to be honest <laughs> um and and I don't, i'm not talking the straight up you know stupid mountain hills um i like those rolling hills we have some along the river and i enjoy running them they're super they're challenging and they're tough and and i think that's um that's kind of why i started running honestly it was i wanted to challenge myself and that's why i 
continue to seek to run faster. And that's why I sought to try to qualify for Boston. It's, it's all about challenging yourself and finding out, um, okay, here's where I'm at right now. And if I slightly challenge myself to this point, um, I can work at it and work at it and work at it and work at it. And, you know, eventually and somebody asks the question, does running ever get easier? Well, if you keep challenging yourself, running never gets easier because you get stronger as a runner. You get faster as a runner. Um, you start running longer distances. Um, so there's always an element of running to you can modify to challenge yourself in whatever fitness capacity you're at currently. And uh, that's what I enjoy about this sport. And that's what I enjoy about these challenges. So my next challenge um, for Boston is to come back and run it faster and to continue to qualify. It's, I don't know, I, eventually I want to get my six stars and run the other marathon majors, but, uh, you know, it's, I guess we're going to Tokyo, man. Yeah. You know, we'll go to Tokyo. I, I don't know. It's, um, I don't have an immediate race next on, on the calendar, at least, you know, uh, uh, run Disney 10 K. But, uh, but other than that, nothing big challenging. And part of that is we got a lot of stuff going on with our life, uh, with kids and things like that, that are chasing them around. So honestly, if this race would have, uh, been in November, it probably would have been even more challenging for me to actually get to. Um, so it's kind of good to get that out early fall and, and kind of have a little bit of time to relax and, I'm still running. I'm just going to take a little bit of time off here and you uh, recover. A break. And then yep. uh, just like you would any other marathon and, and then get back out there and um, just to run to run because uh, I don't have anything necessarily encounter. But uh, I need to summarize this uh, this race here because I do have places to get this evening. But um, uh, we like we did for your Rushmore race, we'll do kind of a little rating system here. And, and I'll rate it based on uh, the, the event as a runner. And, and the two of you can rate it based on uh, the uh, as spectators. And, uh, you know, I'll say that the, the lodging, uh, I think staying downtown, if you can pull it off, do it because you're right there in the heartbeat of the race experience. Um, everything is convenient for you. Um, I, I'd say if you can make it stay downtown, if you can't, no big, no big deal. You can, you can make the, uh, um, the rural areas, uh, rural areas. You, you can make this, the other areas work out just fine for you. Uh, transportation. Uh, I think we are kind of in a funny area for COVID right now still where travel and transportation, even on the T uh, that you guys tried and had some issues with. I think it's just a little bit of a challenge. I wouldn't anticipate that, um, you know, in 2023 or whenever that this would be as big of a challenge. Uh, same way with the expo. I think it was just a modification for the times we're in. So uh, the vibe of the city, I think all things considering you couldn't have asked that the vibe of the city really lived up to the hype. Um, the race logistics were good. The bib thing and the rolling start was a little bit funny, but uh, for what they had to do to modify this race to get it in for in-person, I think uh, I think it was pretty spectacular and the course was just 
A plus. So if I had to rate this race, I would give it 4.75 unicorns out of five, with the only <laughs> 0.25 being that the rolling start, the bib thing, just made it really tough to queue yeah. off runners and the the expo. Uh, again, uh, they they did what they they could to do that. So uh, I'm hoping you know if you've got to leave a little bit of wiggle room there, I think that's the full Boston experience. Then is when you get that big expo and you've got don't have any transport issues and you get that big wave start where you're just surrounded by people in your same area, uh, same pace. So Donna, as a spectator, how would you rate this race? Um, huh. I would give it probably close to five. I mean, it's, uh, I didn't like the train schedule. I wish they would do something different with that. I wish knowing, I, I would love to know if on Patriots day, when this race normally is, do they still run those trains every hour? Because then that makes it impossible for people to get from one place to another. Maybe they do that on purpose. I don't know, but that would be my only complaint, but the energy behind it, the, um, the fact that everybody else is kind of in the same boat, like you just felt such a community. I loved that. I loved, um, hearing other people cheer for everybody else. And, uh, the feeling, I don't know if I've ever had that same kind of feeling. I've done Marine Corps, which is also, which is a great race chasing kind of race because yeah. you can easily get five or six different places. So that would be my, that's really my only complaint is that you can't see as much of the course as you might like to. But other than that, I mean, yeah, 4.5 unicorns maybe. Yeah, I I think that we learned a lot. And I think that, you know, there's some aspects of this race, like you said, MCM, you could just on one corner, see them twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's so many great race chase things. And I think it's still possible to do some race chasing, depending on how, how much you want that finish line. Cause the finish line, True. you know, I, I think if you really truly want the finish line, then you just got to camp there because well, you're so not, you're not easily going to be able to get through all the security points. Right. Um, Cause there's very few to get there. And I don't know how far back the security points go. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about getting off a little early. It could still be that we would have still had to fight some line to get through and we would have missed you. Like it doesn't matter no matter what we would have missed you. Yes. Um, but I think with some more planning and I do think that that train, I, I hope that somebody can answer this, but I do think the train runs more on Patriots day than it did on this day because I heard them like there's a lot of questions and they're like they're going to see you know if they're going to do it every half hour or they're going to stick to the normal Monday schedule and this was just the normal Monday schedule Mm. um and they didn't add more in fact there's only two guys even working the entire train system right we could have totally hopped on with no ticket never been yeah nobody ever checked our ticket you know so we just paid for nothing but um I'm going to say four just because of that. But I think that if we did it again, I could probably easily give it five unicorns Mm -hmm. because the energy and everything is there. It was so exciting to be there. Um, That was just the only, the only part that we got to figure out. Right. Right. As a spectator, it's a great race to do it for. Yeah. I mean, I could have sat there all day and just Mm -hmm. cheered everybody, but you know, and I do think that if we do choose one place, I feel like I would rather have been at Heartbreak Hill or the finish line. Those have been good spots. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad we were where we were, right? Um, but I think if we knew better that we were going to get one place, that it would have been one of those two. Yeah. Cool. 
Anything else? No. It's kind of a thank quick. Thank you again uh, for letting us come. Yeah, back. we were so, so happy to be I, a part I of that. I can't Ryan. thank you it enough. Was, it was really special. It yeah. really was. You're the best. Nothing's ever gonna get you down. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool having you guys there. So I was, you know, it was cool to share it, and and honestly, it helped even keep my mind at ease whenever we were just kind of chit chatting at uh, dinners or breakfast or whatnot. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot funner to share an experience like this than it is to uh, right. to dine solo. So I I greatly appreciate it, and I would say to anybody listening, if you have the opportunity. Uh, to run the Boston Marathon, whether you qualify, whether through charity, um, uh, obviously take advantage of it at least once. And and if you if you don't have any ambition of running a marathon or doing any of those, let's let's not fool the the charity bibs are no easy entry into this race anyway. I mean, if if people are trying to do a charity bib thinking they're going to get an easy entry, those charities require tremendous amounts of fundraising. So it's like 12,000 or something. Some of, yeah, some crazy expensive. So it's not a it's not an easy task to to fundraise through there. So you're definitely earning your keep in, in that. And it's a it's a it's an event that that really um has always been a, a big charity event too. So in addition to the Boston qualifier. So um, if you, but you, if you have no ambitions to, to qualify or to do charity and, and maybe no even ambitions to even run a marathon, um, man, go out and spectate this race because yeah. I have to believe that this is just a really cool way to, um, to take in a, a, a big event and just kind of get absorbed into it. And I, it's, it's got to be fun. So, mm-hmm. um, and man, if you've got an opportunity to do the virtual, I don't know if that's something they'll continue to do. Uh, but if you have an opportunity to do the virtual and you can do it on a Saturday or Sunday and finish on the race course, um, I've got to believe that that's probably the best way to do a virtual Boston. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep. yeah, I'm signing up. Gosh, what, what <laughs> comes out of my mouth? <laughs> 2023 <laughs> blue jackets uh, so blue yeah we'll see we'll see i don't i don't know exactly i have to check the qualification window see when the time frame is if it's um i don't know that i would be ready for next year because we have a lot of things already planned out but um yeah i'm ready to run it again and i said that right when i finished so i have yeah. um i have no uh no short-term memory. I was ready to go as soon as I crossed the finish line. So loved it. Um, anyway, that's all I've got. That's all you got? That's all we got. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kenny. Happy, Happy birthday, Kenny. Kenny. We thank hey, everyone. appreciate it. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, we thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Run Ohana podcast. We hope you like and subscribe, rate and review, and uh, join us next time on the Run Ohana podcast. Peace and chicken grease.